Welcome to the Point Noted Podcast with your host, Johnny B, and co-host who shows up whenever he wants to, former NFL player, Rashad Barksdale. It's raw, unfiltered, and no topic is off-limit. We talk sports, entertainment, culture, and a whole lot of random shit. Let's get to the point. Podcast. You're hanging out with your host, Johnny B. And on today's episode, we're talking with Andy Munoz. He's the owner of Sotia FC. Uh, I'll let you explain what that is because I'm excited to, to understand what it is all about. Andy, welcome to the show, my man. Hey, hey, thank you. I love the <laughs> I love the piped in crowd noise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, there's a lot of people here, man. Don't yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're a lot of people. Yeah, we're following. A lot of people here right now. They're all excited to talk to you, but they're like, "Oh, we can't wait to get Andy Fick," you know. Well, hey, dude, I uh, I appreciate the the invite, and I know uh, it's it's crazy because we've been trying to like, I guess we've been playing like Twitter phone call, right? Like, hey, yeah, like, Twitter tag, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, man, you you got the the pronunciation right on the last name, which is impressive because uh, it is Munoz. Um, right. A lot of people will say Munoz, Munoz. So uh, that's crazy, though. Like, I mean, how can you be in America and not know how to say that name? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Right. So, uh, yeah, you you hit it on the nail. But um, yeah, man, thank you for inviting me on, on your podcast. Uh, you know, I prior to starting, I was like, "Hey, dude, what are we gonna cover?" And uh, I am totally uh, cool to talk soccer. And of course, this uh, fake soccer club based out of the the Midwest that. Um, you know, if I'm not mistaken, I, I I know you guys are located in New York, right? Oh, New York, right, right. Uh, we have fans in New York, New Jersey. I've shipped orders to the East Coast frequently. Uh, got some people out in Pennsylvania. Um, and then we could go a little further east of that, too. I mean, I've shipped orders out to uh, Italy, Japan, um, uh, Kenya, uh, most recent, um, the UK, of course. But... To kind of take us take a step back, right, and talk about what the fake soccer club or what the hashtag support fake soccer is, is back in March of 2020, and actually, let's go a little bit back further, July of 2019, I went up to my buddy and I said, hey, dude, I've got this idea for this, like, fake soccer team. I want to create a crest. Uh, I want to, you know, name it Saltaire Football Club. And his eyes lit up and he was like, dude, you have got to go for this. He's like, it's like the coolest idea. And to give you some context, uh, Saltaire, the the reason that I landed on that name is out here in Salt Lake City, Utah, where we're from, um, there is a, well, well, there at least used to be a old resort that basically resembled like Coney Island, but it was the Midwest Coney Island. And it was popular in the early 1900s, huge resort. Uh, there was always about, I would say maybe, it was about 500,000 people would uh, travel per year to this destination resort. You could stay there. Um, at one point they had roller coasters. It was docked on the water on top of the Great Salt Lake. Um, people would swim. Uh, people would put on like their best suits. They had like uh, ballroom dancing. Uh, if you do your history on the Saltaire or the Great Saltaire, um, for what it was in the early 1900s, it was, it's just basically like this huge piece of history here in Salt Lake. And so I landed on that and I told my buddy about it and he's like, 
man, you got to go for this. He's like, you, you have to get started. How much money do you need for a logo? Like this guy was invested. Right. And like any, like any great idea that you pitch. Right. Yeah. I like, I sat on it, you know, like I didn't do anything with it for, uh, I think like nine months, um, aside from creating the Twitter and just having that handle at Solitaire FC. Right. Which is a start. Yeah. Which is a start, right? Like you had to like secure that space. And I think at that time, like I bought the domain for the website, but um, the whole point was, Hey, I'm going to create a soccer crest. It's going to have a fake history. Like I hope people will think it's cool. And after hiring like some Fiverr designers, um, if you don't know what Fiverr is for those people that don't do design, if you need a design, you can go on there, pay somebody like 75, 150 bucks. They'll design you a logo. <laughs> but, hey man, you, you were plugging everybody in right now. I love it. Go ahead. I know. I love man. Fiverr, by the way. I, hey, man, yeah. listen. They got great deals on it. So, yeah, like you said, Fiverr is definitely a place to get some great deals. So, shout out to Fiverr and everybody out there making a little money <laughs> on the site. Yeah, yeah. The podcast is not sponsored by Fiverr, but we'll give them a shout out. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you good money, right? Um, but, you know, they I, I, I sent them this vision of what I wanted. I was because the Solitaire burnt down and it burnt down a few times. And so I, you know, reached out to these graphic designers and I'm like, hey, I want, you know, here's images of the Solitaire and like I want it on fire and uh, I'm creating a soccer crest and I want it to say Solitaire Football Club. And I'm like, please, please, please don't put a soccer ball in it. Sure enough, like all the designs I got back, like all had soccer balls. Like it looked like, you know, just nothing like what I envisioned. So, you know, sure enough, like all these designers sent me back all these logos that just didn't resonate. Um, Nothing was alike. Nothing was the same of what I described. And sure enough, they all had soccer balls. So I'm not a designer, but I was like, you know what? I'll try to design something. I'll come up with something. I've always had an eye for it. So I just basically like sat down like on Adobe Illustrator, um, some other Adobe apps, put some shapes and pieces. And like, that's what you have now. So the Saltair crest that you see is one that I designed. And of course, you're welcome to go look at that on uh, at Saltair FC on the Twitter. Um, but when I tweeted that, uh, Johnny, I did not expect the reception that it got. Um, a ton of people started to follow it, like in the soccer community, um, here early on, a lot of people were asking me, like basically DMing the Salter FC account asking, Hey, is this a real football club? Um, is this a real team? Um, and that wasn't just limited to individuals, uh, like news, uh, you know, like local news was in my inbox asking, Hey, what is this? Is it really fake? Is it real? You know, what's up? So after clarifying that it was a fake club, something organic happened and everybody who was following it started to talk about the stories or like they acknowledged that it was a real club when in fact it wasn't real at all. And so we started to see tweets and, um, you know, when I say we, it was like me and like my buddy who um, was kind of following the account and he's always just kind of giving me some advice on it. But we would look at, we would see these tweets and it was like, it was just awesome stuff, man. Like people would say, oh yeah, Saltair FC, one of the greatest clubs, undefeated. My grandpa used to take me out to the training grounds or, hey, we remember we were there for like this rainy match, like this cup run. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, you know, I remember buying all the merch back in the day. Like I'd love to see it come back. And it's crazy because 
um, I think in the next like three to six month stretch, uh, I got on like local news, like they did an interview. There's like a two or three minute piece that aired that is on YouTube. And, uh, and then there were art, like numerous articles written by like radio stations, uh, broadcast stations out here. Um, basically like asking or, or basically kind of just acknowledging that like, Hey, there's like this new fake soccer team in Salt Lake city, like follow it. And, uh, I think where it really kind of hit its peak for 2020 is when, uh, BBC, BBC sports contacted me and was like, Hey, would you like to come on and talk about your fake soccer club? Uh, which was just unreal. Right. Cause these right, like, these right. guys, I mean, that's big. Yeah, man. Like they report on real soccer and like actual games and actual players, but to kind of encompass it and like kind of, um, wrap it up in like this nice little gift explanation. Like I always have to tell people like how it originated. Cause it was totally an inside joke. And like now I run with that to kind of, you know, try and appeal to new crowds. But um, the, you know, the coolest piece of it all was just like that organic following and then the organic growth. Like all of a sudden I had people DMing me saying, hey, like we know you have stickers. Uh, can you do hats? Uh, can you do T-shirts? Uh, can you do a jersey? Like when's the next jersey drop, right? So this joke that started as like, Hey, I just want to have a cool Twitter and a cool following. Right. Um, eventually turned into me becoming like a brand owner, which I, you know, I, I didn't want, like I do that. When I, when I said, when I started this, I didn't want to own like a clothing brand, you know what I'm saying? Right. And it just turned into that. And then just like the, you know, the, the networking value that I've um, seen just come from it. Like, you know, I've had conversations in, you know, um, with like certain leagues out there, like I won't, cause like, it's still kind of up in the air and I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to put anybody on the spot or whatever, but like I've had, had people from like prominent leagues, like say, Hey, uh, we checked out your salt hair stuff. Like we love what you do. Um, would you be open to contract work? Um, you know, now I'm able to work with like professional athletes that I look up to, you know, to do other same style of work, uh, for them. Like I've, you know, I've worked with like Nick Raimondo. Um, oh, nice. Shout yeah. Out to Nick. Like, yeah. Shout out to Nick, like former Real Salt Lake legend, uh, former USMNT goalkeeper, like arguably, you know, um, and I'm not just saying this cause I'm based in Real Salt Lake or in Salt Lake, but, um, yeah, like I, I admire the guy and like, he's probably like the best, uh, penalty blocker like ever to exist. Right. So it was good. It was good. Yeah, man. So I got to do like, you know, some merch for him and there's but probably potential work down the line, but networking like in the soccer community, um, just from like this whole Salter FC thing, um, it's just been awesome to be a part of the growth and, you know, just to kind of see where it's at and obviously like, you know, propelled. I mean, it just, it went on this trajectory so fast and, um, it's just incredible, man. Like it's, I could never, I would have never, if somebody would have told me in July of 2019 said, Hey, you'll create this like brand and you'll be sending orders to England and Austria and all these crazy things. Like I would have never, uh, expected that to, to actually happen. So the whole thing's been a ride, but most importantly, like a, a learning experience. It's, it's taught me so much cool stuff. Right. So, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, I know it's a lot. I know. 
No, no, it, that is just like it's just incredible the story, right? Uh, like I, you understand when I first saw, um, you know, saw TFC. <laughs> see, I crack up every time because <laughs> I can't believe somebody created a fake soccer club, you know, and really got everybody excited about it. Like just, just the idea that it is fake, right? So yeah. when I went across that on Twitter, I literally just bust out laughing. Yeah. Um, and that's when I reached out to you. And I remember I was telling a bunch of friends, I was like, man, this dude created a fake soccer club. And they were like, what does that mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. a fake soccer I'm like, literally, it's not a real club, but he acts like a club. He talk, <laughs> but he tells you it's fake, but you don't believe it's fake because he's actually acting, he's in existence and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I mean, I, I just I just love that, man. Like, listen, when I saw it, I was like, man, I should start one too. I'm like, I don't have time. But I would, <laughs> but I would love to just start one myself. Uh, and just that pushing. So, I mean, really, shout out to you for, uh, you know, for, for you and your buddies and everybody else that you guys was probably on them drinking mm-hmm. or just chilling when you came up with this idea. Uh, but, you know, either way, man, it's, it's, it's just an amazing, man. Like you said, it's, it brought you so many different connections that you probably wouldn't have dreamed of. Um, yeah. Yeah. But what I'll say is this. So are you trying to now, like, take advantage of it? Like, what is, what this... So TFC has brought to you. Are you trying to expand and, mm-hmm. you know, make something more out of it? Like, because you mentioned, like, you know, people reached out to you from different networks and TV stations and professional teams and things. It's like, are you now focused on, okay, what can I do to make this big? Like, how can I actually enjoy this financially and more? Or any other way you can think of, right? Are you looking into doing something like that? Yeah, well, you know, it's, I think, like, with anything, it's, uh, you kind of, you know, you develop a skill set organically. And, you know, what happened is uh, when I started this, not, not only was it the design, like I got into design. So like all of the, like the clothing, um, the jerseys, obviously like working with, you know, uh, one of my buddies to get his feedback and, you know, like say, hey, like, does this look cool? Like, does this t-shirt idea, does it resonate? Do you like, do you think it's on brand? Um, cause I, you know, I can't take credit for all of it. Like it's always been, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of like manufacture the idea, but I always kind of, uh, quote unquote, uh, what's the, what's the saying? Like I, I, I kind of do like a focused group with my buddies and I'm like, Hey, is this cool or does this suck? And I, I have a lot of, um, good friends because they'll tell me straight up. They're like, yeah, dude, don't do that t-shirt, man. That sucks. Like don't put that out. Right. But um, where, where all of this has been more so valuable and like, dude, I'll just admit it. It put me in the marketing game. It put me in the digital marketing game. Right. Okay. And so, um, I, you know, at the time I was kind of experimenting with like Facebook ads, Instagram ads, um, ads on Twitter, uh, even like, you know, just finding out like the right times to post items and, you know, what kind of like discovering like what was most effective and, um, because you make a lot of mistakes when you're, when you start early on, right? Like I, I did spend a lot of money on ads that, you know, weren't effective and maybe I didn't need to do that early on, but after like, you know, getting into, uh, the digital marketing aspect of it, because here's the thing, man, like one thing that people don't really know about me is that I just like nerd out for this stuff, uh, as far as like the marketing side. So while I'm, you know, while I'm trying to push this brand and obviously make it grow and, um, 
a lot of hours, a lot of days were spent um, getting certifications, getting educated in the digital marketing space to help propel that brand. And um, luckily, uh, you know, it's what, what I've kind of shifted to now is, and I guess I'll plug myself, man. Like I have a company that I started called uh, Happy Skull Media. Okay. And so what that caters to now is like I've kind of migrated from not only owning a fake, uh, like a fake fictional soccer team, which everybody loves, or at least the people that know about it love. Um, now I'm doing digital marketing uh, professionally to the point where I was able to walk away from my day job about literally a month ago because I've I've secured some clients and I'm working with some people here in the valley and um, it's just great, dude, because. I've been able to basically kind of use that and catalog Solterra FC as, hey, like I took this idea and I marketed it and I, you know, did some campaigns where, you know, not only did it get in the hands of professional athletes and news outlets, you know, now it's going international. So we could probably do this with your business, right? So in that aspect, you know, and I'm, Dude, I'm so thankful, man, because, you know, I've was always one of those guys like working the nine to five desk jobs, like doing sales and listen, like to anybody who does sales, like I'm, I'm your guy. Like I know the grind. I know doing the outbound cold, cold calling and trying to secure contracts and secure like the next big deal. And you close one big deal, but then it's not enough because your company wants you to do more. Right. Like I get that, dude. I grind it. I'm 32, man. I did that for 11 years. So, um, kind of discovering that, Hey, I've got a talent for design. I've got a talent for social media. I've got a, a talent for engaging an audience, um, networking. Uh, now I'm, I'm fortunate and I'm blessed that I was able to basically kind of, uh, use this outlet, um, to basically kind of get to the next, uh, step in all of it. And so now it's like, you know, Solitaire FC is always going to be a primary focus and it's always going to be, you know, my baby, right? Like I love it. Um, but I've, I've also recognized that, Hey, rather than trying to force this on people and, you know, spend all these money on ads and, you know, try to stuff it down people's throats, the whole approach to, you know, the Solitaire FC Twitter and the Instagram. Now it's like, I just want people to discover it organically. And, you know, something cool is, is happening because I'm spending less money on ads and the follows are coming in uh, continuously, like per day. Uh, there are orders that are coming in continuously per day from, you know, different places in the country. And um, I, I kind of want to keep it that way. Like, I never envisioned it to be like, you know, um, like the next Nike or something, right? Like, that's not my goal. And obviously, that's like super ambitious. But the the uh the following like the people who follow it and kind of have like that upper hand on other people that are like hey you know do you know about Solterra FC like it's a fake club and they get to explain it and they get to share their story or like create their own history I'm totally cool with it just kind of you know growing in the way that it is while I do like my other you know business ventures right so right um and it's cool, man, because like I've seen the influence, dude, like, you know, people love soccer. And, uh, you know, shortly after, like we popped up and I'm not going to take credit, like 
I started Solitaire FC, and I'll always say this, like I'll, I'll never snuff it. I started Solitaire FC because I was inspired. I saw um, Asbury Park um, out in New Jersey, like over by you know your neck of the woods, literally in your backyard. Um, I had seen um, one of the personalities that commentates on soccer down here wearing an Asbury Park shirt, and it said Asbury Park Football Club, and I'm like, what the hell's that, right? So I got inspired, and um, after like spending almost like 300 bucks on their merch, I was like, you know, I, I, I like Asbury Park, but it's far away. It's in New Jersey. Like I've right. never been to New Jersey. So, so then that's when I created my piece here in, in Salt Lake, right? Like I wanted to be like the, the Midwest destination for fake soccer. And, you know, what's really cool is, you know, since after that, and like I've seen tweets like, you know, Gray's Lake FC popped up and like they've tweeted at us and be like, hey, like we're the, we're the reason you exist. Like you guys um, inspired us. And like I know a couple other fake clubs popped up and, um, it's, you know, in the beginning I was like very, uh, skittish, right. To like interact with any of them. Cause I'm like, nah, man, like, you know, we're, we're going to be like number one and we're going to surpass. But, um, now it's like, Hey, we're all in this together. There's plenty of market share. Um, we're, we're all buddies in the same space. We're all creatives. Right. And so, um, I have like, a, I, I would like to say, or think that I have a cool relationship with Gray's Lake FC, even though like I've never met the guy over there. Um, but another club that I want to mention, a fake club, is um, I want to talk about Phil or yeah, Phil over at um, at Fishtown FC in, in Philadelphia, right? Okay. He he was definitely up uh, before us. Um, he's actually like he's taken this club and um, he's formulated a team like they're playing like in the lower league. Uh, so he's got an actual team now that started from a fictional team, which is awesome. And oh, wow, that's different. Yeah, man. So it's like, and you know, and I will say, Salter FC, like at some point, was in the conversation with a professional team to support like a lower, lower league, like fourth tier to a professional club in MLS. Like we almost became the sponsor, um, but then like the main guy who was you know fronting that like ended up moving away. So like that's dead. But, you know, it's that something you're still looking to do. It's a good question, man, because, um, you know, just kind of like what I'm seeing from like my business now is like I'm a lot busier. Um, I don't know how I would do it, but I think that if someone were to say, you know, it, it just depends on the involvement. Right. It's like, can we just be a kit sponsor? Can we put like our tagline, try to sync on there? Um, right. Yeah, that's a beautiful tag. I love that. Yeah, which by the way, man, I'll give you the history on that. So the Great Salt Lake is like, I think it's like number two in the world for salt content. And uh, if anybody corrects me on that, like, I don't care. But I think we're number two or number three. And um, when you go out there and you try to like, you know, sink, it's the salt content just basically keeps you afloat, right? Okay. So um, back in like old photographs of like 1920s, 1925, um, you'll see signs posted in like black and white that say try to sink. So I'm like, dude, that is dope. Like we're using that, right? So uh, that's that's the definition behind try to sink. But yeah, man, you know, the sky's the limit with Salter FC. I, I don't know if it'll just kind of um, continue to be this brand that grows organically or 
uh yeah i'm like i'm, I'm never i mean it's not like that's where you have yourself set up right now is to yeah. just go organically which is the best way honestly sometimes yeah and also the the, the free and the cheaper way to do things mm -hmm. uh it's just like the follows come in but i mean i think you know i think you mentioned earlier is you know how you kind of have to figure out how, you know exactly where you want to go with it because you also still have your business and things are getting bigger and busier for you um yep. so so there is that right there's there's that uh and obviously i was talking about it like I said, I I love the page. Every time I open it up, or every time like you and I tweet each other, I just laugh every time because I go to your page and I look at it, and it's like support fake soccer club. I'm like, like I don't have another soccer clubs I support. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now I have to support a fake one, and like you yeah. know, you know, and the history can't prove it never exists. I I mean, I just love to attack. Those are creative, and you know, eventually it gets out there. Um, and 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 the best pub is the free pub. You know, the ones that somebody run into. And decided to share it and talk about it. So, uh, yeah. but I love the idea about it. The, the whole kit, the whole gears that you guys have. Uh, man, that's just, man, that's just, that's dope, man. That's beautiful, man. Just to have people wearing that, uh, acting like it's a real soccer club. I think I had a buddy of mine actually uh, uh, send me uh, a copy of one of the gears that you guys had. And I was like, dude, that's dope. If you're getting one, get one for me. <laughs> and you know, yeah. like, I'll rock that, you know? So, yeah. And I want to shout out, um, Icarus FC, like, uh, I don't know if you follow them, but they're, they, uh, they create a lot of the soccer kits for the fake clubs. Okay. Um, they also have secured, you know, a lot of contracts in lower league soccer. Um, right. they do a, a great job. So, you know, the, the vision behind the kit that we put out, which we call the 1925 kit. And for those people who, who maybe, you know, haven't, uh, you know, they haven't looked at Solitaire FC or whatever, or like they're still curious on it. When you look at the crest, um, the year is 1925 because that's the year that it burnt down. And mm -hmm. uh, after that, like they try to rebuild it a few times, but it just kept catching fire. So like, you know, if you, if you go, if you ever come out to Salt Lake and you're like, Hey, I want to go see the Solitaire, it's not there. Like it's, there's, there's remnants in the great Salt Lake of like wooden pieces that used to be out there. Okay. kind of like this cool like eerie place um plenty of history like it's just it's weird when you look out into the lake and think that man like five hundred thousand people used to come out here yearly and just party right like that's what they did and so um yeah back to the kit it's at icarus fc look them up because they were such a huge help in the process between uh, behind the kit and they're creatives themselves and so when we worked with them we just said hey uh this is the vision like we would love checkers um like a smoked out uh, uh like design like a black on black with like a little hint of gold and they did a really good job and then i want to shout out also too man like while we're here the model that you see like on the website or on the instagram pages the guy wearing the salter fc kit is a really good buddy of mine now his name's jack blake um, he played or he captained the Real Monarchs, which is a USL team. Um, he actually just signed with San Diego Loyal, if anybody's familiar with them. Um, okay, that's a new club, right? The Loyals? Yeah. The, yeah. New, uh, yep. Uh, Landon Donovan is the... Donovan. Uh, okay. Yep. I want to say he's like the general manager. He's like the guy that basically, you know, phoned him up and said, hey, I'm interested in you. You know, let's get you out here. Um, but, you know, and I want to shout him out too, man, because he was always such a big proponent. Um, when I met him uh, through a podcast, because I also do a soccer podcast, 
Johnny, forgive me, man. I'm not on here to plug everything, but I want to mention at RSL show, it's probably not going to appeal to your crowd because it's literally a podcast about Real Salt Lake. Um, but uh, we, we had him on one time and uh, I gave him some Saltair FC stuff and I'm like, hey, dude, like, check this out. Like, it's a fake brand. And his eyes lit up, too. And he's like, dude, that is dope. He's like, whenever you that is dope. he's like, if you need photos, if you and I'm like, dude, you got it, bro. Like, I'll send you merch. Like, consider consider this a sponsorship. Like, I'll send you tees and hoodies and right. all which I still do. And, um, you know, when, obviously when you're able to photograph someone of that caliber who has fans and people are, you know, basically fans of him. Um, I think that also helped with the growth too, but, uh, shout out to him. Cause he, you know, I, I mean, everybody at the level here in Salt Lake, whether you're a professional athlete or if you're the news people, or if you're like someone who bought the kit or bought anything, you bought a sticker and you put it like on a, a, a water bottle or whatever, right? Like shout out to you guys. Cause I mean, these guys have grown it. Um, the, the way that I wanted it to grow and it's just been, it's just been incredible. Right. Right. Shout out to everybody helping making it happen. Yeah. Um, so we've got Sarte FC. We're talking to Andy Munoz. Uh, and he's just telling us how uh, he started his fake soccer club, uh, which is a pretty big deal. Um, actually a dope idea um but you mentioned earlier about you know you've thought about actually um uh, having Sarta FC actually be playing in the league out there doesn't that take away from the whole idea behind having a fixed soccer club because then now you have to change everything <laughs> yeah dude. right uh, yeah man you hit it on the nail it's uh it's it's such a good point and you know what early on um I had the exact same I like the thought process uh, because when I was approached about maybe sponsoring a team or even I remember they were they the person had asked me, they said, Well, hey, what if we just do like a full on rebrand and we play as Salter FC? And I remember I said it like just I blurted it out and I'm like, No, it could never be a fa- a real team. It, it can't it just can't be, right? And um you know, I think that's kind of that mentality has loosened up a little bit because I think that you know, for 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 what I've seen, um, just from the growth, the like, you know, the 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 people who follow on Twitter, I I would say that that's where our, our most prominent crowd is. Those people, if I gave them any type of play, doesn't matter if it's like indoor soccer, maybe a Sunday league, any level, man, they would support the hell out of it because I feel like they love Salter FC so much. And, you know, I, I do the hands down, like there's people out there who love it more than I do, you know, That's dope. and That's love, man. Um, love. yeah. So like, I would love to, you know, like kind of give the people what they want. And if that means that, yeah, there's a real team, then, you know, it's, we can still keep the tagline, I, I think. Right. But uh, yeah, they're, they're, I'm, they're, I'm sure there would be some people kind of with that mindset that would be like, yeah, there's gonna be some yeah. folks gonna be mad at you, man. It's gonna be there's gonna <laughs> yeah. be protests out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you, you gonna, I mean, you will be trending as soon as you do that. Yeah. But at the same time, though, you can open up a whole new avenue for you. You know, like because mm-hmm. it, it all depends on where where this goes for a while, right? Like if if this stays where it is and it's not really jumping like you would, mm-hmm. then the next thing might be right. Maybe to start playing and then start putting out there. But it does take away from the original identity 
Yeah. Uh, I was our TFC stamps. But hey, you can do like, you know, you can be like, so TFC um, B team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. You know, exactly. Yeah. Reserve team, right? Something yeah. to like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, back up Salty AFC, something that nature, right? So, yeah. But no, shout out to you and uh, even everyone in your crew that is making this happen, mate. You know, it's great. And like you said, now that you started is now you have this other fake club coming out of the woodwork, right? Everybody just like starting their home fake club. Yeah. Uh, when I saw it, I wanted to do mine, but I just didn't have time to put behind it. it. Do it. You know, so I'll listen, I'll just support you. All right. Uh, you know, <laughs> I think that would do it for me, you know, and my crew. So, but now you, you know, you've opened up a new windows, man. It's like new door for everybody to, you know, to kind of start their own fake club. And we might need a round table of fake clubs soon and just talk about, you know, why the hell we have all these fake clubs. You know, and yeah. what are we gonna do about it? Like, we might actually have to have a conference podcast meeting. You know what I mean? Like, get all these fake clubs together. Let's just talk. You know? Oh, that'd be dope. Yeah, I I think it would be like, you know, I I want to think everyone's friendly. You know, but yeah, I would think. I mean, sometimes, dude, you'd be amazed, man. Like, you even see it on the fake soccer level, bro. Like, you know, uh, there's some there's some fake soccer teams that have popped up, and you know they. Like the vibes I get from them, like they're not too friendly, you know? And, uh, but that's just like with any sports team, right? Like you want to kind of right. create a rivalry and, you know, do that banter and all that. And, you know, I thought about doing some banter. Cause like, if you follow the Salter FC, uh, account, um, we do, you know, like I I'll sit there and I'll tweet just like a lot of my stuff has like a tone to it where it's like satire sarcasm a little bit of shit talking like on real leagues you know that i follow um right. i don't know if you saw this one um but we we tweeted our quote unquote second uh kit that was inspired by major league soccer and uh we tweeted just a blank white adidas kit with like no design because it seems like you know Adidas with Major League Soccer anyway, they kind of dictate. And um, the second kits, they don't really allow for much creativity. Granted, there are some clubs that do get that. But one of the biggest complaints that we see from, you know, not only with the Major League Soccer team here in my backyard, everywhere across the league, they just get like a white print uh, Adidas kit. And they just throw, you know, the three uh, stripes either on the shoulders like it's always been, or they might like throw them in a different area but there's no creativity and it doesn't allow for it. So a lot of people get upset about that, right? So um, I tweeted like a satire uh, post and it was cool. Cause like, after I looked at the analytics of the tweet, like it got like almost 120,000 impressions, like, you know, 25,000 engagements, which those numbers might be considered small um, for some accounts. But for Salter FC, I think we're only at like almost like 2,300 followers. Um, that's huge. That's a huge post for us. And, you know, we, we got a lot of, you know, people were laughing at it. People were retweeting it saying like, hey, if, you know, if we're not like if we're not going to say it, like these guys said it, they hit it on the nail. Um, so we, we like to poke fun. Um, and it's like it's a friendly way of like talking shit just without like really disrespecting anybody. But. Um, people who, people who follow Salter FC, I feel like, you know, they love the satire. Um, you know, they love the, the way that we produce content, um, because it is 
poking fun at other teams who are real uh, or leagues that are, are very real. And so we have fun with it because, again, it's always meant to be a joke. Social media, at least my philosophy, is meant to be fun. Have fun with it. I feel like there's so many accounts out there that, you know, and of course, like if you're a real, like let's say if you're a real major league soccer team, a real USL team, I get it. You got to be super professional, but it's like, stop throwing ads our way, you know, stop like uh, just posting boring content. Like let's have fun. Let's engage the crowds. People want to have fun. And so I think that for those people who get sick of their sports team, just like, Hey, here's highlights. Here's the, uh, here's the stats. And Hey, here's a picture of your favorite player. When you're bored of all of that, come to Solitaire FC because that's where the majority of the shit talk is at. You heard it. Solitaire FC. Do a lot of shit talk. <laughs> yeah. You know? they, they don't talk about your mama, your, your kids, your pets, your ex, your neighbors. <laughs> and, you know, your driving history, everything. These guys are wild. So up on the show. Enjoy. Enjoy with them. Uh, all right. So, Andy, so now we've got Solitaire FC on the map. Yep. Uh, it's out and it's out and popping out there. Everybody understand what it is and what it is that you're doing. Yeah. Uh now let's dive into some real uh some real soccer stuff happening. Cool. You're a soccer guy. Yes, sir. Okay. And you are a real Salt Lake FC soccer fan, because you do have a podcast that you do that you guys just kind of re- recap every game, correct? Correct. Yeah. It's um it's quickly it turned into like four dudes in a basement talking soccer and we would get like 10 plays. Um, now, you know, we're four years into it. Um, we regularly have the head coach on from Real Salt Lake. We have staff, general managers. Um, we have players, you know, like we've had some legends on there, at least like the Real Salt Lake market. We've had, you know, like Kyle Beckerman, Nick Ramondo. Like I I think those names are kind of big enough to recognize. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so yeah, it's 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 been a part of my life where before I started it, I was like a super casual fan, like I would watch soccer, but I wasn't, you know, into what the league was doing and all that, but uh yeah, it's fair to say I'm a I'm a soccer guy now for sure. Yeah. Right. So your view on the MLS has changed since you become part of that podcast, right? Absolutely, dude. So, all right, so tell me about that. What was it before and what is it like now? What is your take on yeah. on the MLS, like before, after, and now that you're deeply involved in it. What, what's your take on where the league is? What's going on? Yeah, man. Well, you know, back, I mean, obviously, like if, if we're going to go way back when the league first started, it, you know, it was kind of like a circus, right? Like we didn't even take uh, PKs like the conventional way. Like Major League Soccer has always tried to be different. And I think that when they kind of buckled down and, you know, kind of, uh, rearranged it to it's like okay we're well, now we're going to be like a respectable league we're going to like tone all these crazy antics down um when i when i started following mls soccer regularly and i'll admit it man um i wasn't a fan of real salt lake until they won the championship in 2009 like i'm one of those guys right like i remember I was at my uh, parents' house at the time back in 09, and my dad, who is not a Real Salt Lake fan whatsoever, uh, had on a game, and he's like, hey, look, he's like, Real Salt Lake is in the final, and they're about to go to PKs, and they might win the championship. And I'm like, 
cool. Like, this is great. Like, oh, what? Like, a Salt Lake City team is, like, on the on a stage somewhere about to win a trophy. It's just unheard of, right? Unless, unless you remember back to um, when Michael Jordan pushed off Brian Russell and, you know, oh, beat him. Yeah, he yeah. Pushed him off, huh? yeah. Yeah, he pushed off, dude. Yeah, he pushed off. Yeah. <laughs> So obviously, dude, I'm like bitter from the 90s, right? But, um, and that's a whole different conversation, man. That's a whole different podcast. But uh, definitely, we got to do that one some other time. <laughs> yeah. But in 09, it sounds I, like there's a lot that you want to get out. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, this is, yeah, it can be therapeutic. But, uh, you know, it was, it was cool to kind of follow the league at that time. At that time, they were, I think they were branding the league correctly. But the only problem was that, the like the stardom was still pretty low um i i remember at that time obviously like david beckham had come over he was with like the la galaxy um so that kind of generated some interest but then you know you fast forward to now it's like okay now the league's got some money like now they're investing in their marketing game right like um the the way that they're you know driving uh marketing appealing to uh, new audiences and, you know, by bringing in like big name players, either from like Europe or South America. Um, I mean, now we have teams like LAFC, like I always talk about it and I get like, uh, I get, uh, basically like a lot of flack from the following from, you know, Real Salt Lake, uh, people who follow me, but dude, they're doing a tremendous job at like being that un like unapologetic, uh, team, um, they, you know, are, are obviously investing so much money into their roster. Um, they, they're, they're establishing an identity. And, you know, if you look at like where that was back in 09, when I started the follow, and I think that's a fair assessment, you know, 10, 11 years ago, uh, there was really no kind of branding. It was all the branding you got was like, the city that you were from and the name of your team. So like back then, like it was just, you know, San Jose earthquakes and you've got the Houston dynamo and you got the Los Angeles galaxy and you know, you've got the New York red bulls that just wasn't enough to really appeal to anyone. But now when, you know, when, I mean, you see it now, dude, like you just take a look around basketball courts, at least where I'm at, they're being used for soccer. Like they're doing something right because the younger crowd, the younger generation, it's crazy, man. I'm, I'm literally driving around my neighborhoods and I'm seeing kids kicking soccer balls where, you know, 10 years ago, they'd be, you know, they'd be playing basketball in the basketball court basketball, or, right. or they would be playing football in, in an open field, uh, American football, if I need to clarify. But now it's like, it's, it's pretty amazing to see the influence and the growth. And man, you kind of start, you can even see the payoff now, right? Like you've got Weston McKinney and the Juventus, like playing next to Ronaldo, like shout out the goat. Um, I mean, we've That's got a big one. That yeah, is definitely big. Bro, we got, you know, we just have like a, a an actual presence, you know, and uh, obviously, you know, we've got, um, I was going to say Jordan Morris, like just went out to Swansea, I believe. Does he play now? Is it Swansea? I don't really follow him, but he, yeah, he did his um, championship, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tore his ACL, right? And um, I mean, so it's like it's kind of cool to see that payoff, and like even you know the academies kind of producing those kinds of players. Where, yeah, let's let's stick a timeline on it, right? Like if these players are seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, they're 
fresh out of an academy, in this case, Weston, I believe was in the, uh, the Houston Academy, is now playing for Juventus. Like, talk about a huge jump, right? Um, right, from Houston to Schalke in um, Germany, Bundesliga. There, there it is, exactly. Um, right. And then to Juventus, so yes. Cool, thank you for that, because I'm not very polished on, like, the pit stops and everything, right? But it's, you know, you got to think of, you think of their age, and then you got to pin it to, okay, how old were they, you know, five, six years ago, eight years ago? Obviously, they were young kids who probably took a liking to Major League Soccer when it started to really kind of accelerate. And I think it's just going to be, you know, better for us because, you know, the buy-in from parents, even at this level too, it's like, Parents are pulling their kids from American football to go play soccer because it's quote unquote safer, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and then the market's like so much bigger too, man. It's like there's so many leagues where you can go and be successful and you know make a group of money. Um, right, and right. You don't have to survive off of millions of dollars or anything like that. Like you could go play League Two in like Scotland somewhere and you're still making like six figures, you know? So yeah, absolutely, um, it's definitely uh, it definitely pays well. I mean, even here in the states, uh, yeah. I think um, uh, when MLS first started, you can probably date it back to uh, maybe ten, fifteen years ago. I think the average salary was twenty eight k, I believe, because I looked it up. Bro, uh, it was something on that. But now you have people that are actually making ten mil and five mil and exactly two mil. And the last time I looked at the salaries, a bunch of dudes like one hundred fifty k or more, and two hundred fifty k and five hundred k. So 10 years ago, that was not the case at all. And I think <laughs> that was one of the reasons why Freddie Adu got a lot of flack. Yeah. When he got signed and gave him, they gave him all this money while you had all these veterans in the league that was barely making money. And then Freddie came and it gave him a truckload of money. Mm-hmm. And I think that has a lot to do with his downfall was, you know, rather than having the support. Yeah. You had a lot of people that was just rooting for his downfall. So, but yeah, the MLS is definitely, you know, the money's there now. Uh, I still think they've lost. I, well, let me not say they've lost. They've definitely changed uh, what the league was trying to do. In my opinion, I think they were trying to give American players a place to play as a professional soccer player. Mm-hmm. And that has changed. Yeah. It yeah. is no longer a place for you to, for American kids to say, I want to play in the MLS. I want to be a professional soccer player. Like the MLS is no longer that attainable for the kids now. It, it just isn't because they're paying all their phones a lot of money to come in and play. So mm-hmm. uh, if you look at it, how many college graduates or draftees are on MLS roster? It's very small. Yeah. They, yeah. they And when they draft them, they just send them to the uh, USL. They're not, they're not starting. Very few are starting. I think uh, last year when the article came out, uh, I mean, out of the first round, which is what, I don't know, 20, 30 teams? Um, they maybe six or eight were actually playing. Right, right. A bunch of them was on the bench or in the, in the USL. So, yep. you know, they, they're definitely shifting from trying to develop these kids. And, you know, somebody said something the other day, uh, and there was an article about this. You might get a kick out of this, which is, you know, the MLS have a, it's a lot better for them to use their academy players uh, to promote them in the first team than it is to actually draft college players. Uh, you know, as a guy that's very exposed to college soccer myself and played with a bunch of them and played in college, mm-hmm. what I do know is totally different. College soccer is different from pros or anything else. So 
Mm-hmm. It definitely doesn't necessarily get you ready for the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, and from what I've told, uh, is when these when these kids are graduating, getting drafted into the pros, they're not really ready for that level. Yeah. Right. So which then forces the team to have to retrain you how to play soccer. And then they're thinking to themselves, was why are we paying your salary and we still have to teach you the basic of how to play? When we've got 15, 16 year old in our academy for five years that already knows exactly how to play. Yep. So, you know, at some point, college and the MLS have to figure out exactly what it is they're doing together. You know, MLS either just say, look, I mean, college just either say, we're just here for you to come and play soccer and then what happened after that, it's, it's whatever. Or they can say, we're going to develop you to get into the MLS and actually stick with the MLS and play and make money. Because right now, whatever it is they're doing, uh, it's not really working. A lot of those kids are just getting left on the bench. And I've talked to a lot of guys that, you know, play in the league and play in the USL. And it's, 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 it's unfortunate a little bit for those guys. Um, because when, when you are, when you're recruited as a top 10 players going into the league, uh, going into college, your focus is on getting to the MLS, and then that just doesn't work out for them. So it's pretty sad. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Real Salt Lake has a beautiful academy that was built. Um, man, I can't tell you exactly what year it went up, but when you go out there, um, there's a lot of players who are, quote-unquote, recruited from neighboring states to come out and train right under the Real Salt Lake umbrella. Right. It, it doesn't require college. In fact, the academy doubles as a high school. So if there's any concern from parents of, well, are they going to get a good a good education? Yeah, they will. They're, they're going to high school. It's accredited. Um, and it's cool, man. I've been out there. It's like, you know, right when you walk into your school, to the left is like the lunchroom. And then to the right, you go upstairs and, you know, your classrooms are there. But if you walk straight, you're walking into a multi-million dollar uh, facility where professionals train, where uh, coaches are coaching, and it's not unusual for kids in the academy to practice with these guys, you know, to go and, um, like you mentioned, they're trained in the system how to play their position. Uh, If there's any experimenting, yeah, you're doing that. And like you said, man, yeah, you're, you're not going to get that in a college setting that A, has no relationship with any club really on any level aside from like, you know, maybe a, a scout who knows, you know, the, the guy over the program and they chat once in a while and they say, hey, I have this kid. Maybe, maybe you might get that. But, you know, I think following that model, uh, like in Europe, where, you know, Let's talk about my friend Jack Blake. Uh, he grew up in like the uh, Nottingham Forest Academy, and he was a player um, in that system. I want to say, age of thirteen, and he went up through that system, and that's where he spent all of his adolescent, you know, teenage years playing in that system, uh, becoming a true professional. Um, things didn't pan out the way that he wanted with you know the EPL out there but when he was ready to come out and play in the states the dude was just polished right he's a polished professional he comes out plays here is is arguably dumped in like uh uh like you mentioned like 
USL is is a is a mixture of kids who have gone maybe through an academy that are like with the same club, or like you mentioned, you know, players uh, coming through the college system, right? So when this guy comes in with all of those years of experiencing uh, experience and training under a true club with proven systems, proven coaches, he stands out above all the rest. And I hope. And what I would love to see, and yeah, you're right, like it sucks for Americans who all their life, you know, they go through these paid, expensive uh, clubs that, you know, a lot of kids can't afford, and then they go on to college, and, you know, it's, it, it's, I, I, to finish my point out or close it out, I, I want to see more academies in the states that can find young talent and, and train them that way, and, uh, I know it's unfortunate for like the conventional route, and I think it works great for everything else, you know, basketball, football, baseball, um, to use that college model. But I just don't think that soccer is 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 probably the right avenue for that. Yeah, I mean, obviously we can't close the door on those kids. Uh, yeah, because they, they, I mean, as long as the draft is still there, it's it's still good for the kids. Uh, it's it just some of these kids might just need to play a year in college. Uh, you know, I don't know. They they have to feel another way out because, you know, if, even in basketball, right? They're not there necessarily to prepare you for the NBA. Mm-hmm. They just want to win, <laughs> yeah. you know. But I think basketball do a better job of actually teaching you how to play basketball in college. But if you look at the college football game, they don't teach you how to, you know, oh, this weekend. Nah, whatever it is that you can do right now to help us win, let's focus on that. Yeah. You know, like look at Tim Tebow, for example, right? Tebow was a winning college. He was great. But he never really sat back there and said, all right, team, this is how you throw the ball. Let me let you throw it 30 times because when you get to the league, you got to be able to throw the ball. He didn't worry about that because team running with the ball was how Florida was winning, you know, football games. So why change that? You know, like the getters feel like we're not not part of the NFL. Who cares? No, you keep doing what you're doing to help us win games. You're going to get drafted based on that, and how long your last in the league is going to be whatever you do when you get there. And I think in a way that's how college soccer is. They're not really training you, developing you for the MLS. There's no relationship there. They just want you to come in, help us win ball games, and then go ahead when you're done, graduate, get drafted, and, you know, good luck at the next level. So, uh, but it's better than nothing, right? The kids still get drafted. If you still get your picture taken and you get to hang your banner, it's a little you know, draft, certification, whatever it is they get to, <laughs> to hang in their, parents, in their parents' house and all that. MLS Super Draft, right? I think they still call it that. Who knows? Yep, it's still the Super Draft. So, yeah. all right, so I got some quick ones for you. Cool. Uh, let's talk soccer rules. All right. Uh, some, tell me some rules that you would like to see change, what you would like to see different. Um, You know, a big one right now, like in, I mean, it's like the talk of, the you know it's like the brunt of the uh i don't have a good analogy but um var man var dude it's you know the offside rule right it's like people are getting called because their pinky is like literally you know offside and that is true there's nothing more frustrating and it goes both ways there's nothing more frustrating than like let's go back before the days of var or VAR, um, 
There's nothing more frustrating than an opposing team blatantly offside, score a goal, and it counts, and there's nothing you can do about it. But then there's also nothing more beautiful and more exciting than when you know your team was offside and they score a goal, and you know they're not going to do anything about it, right? Mm -hmm. So now... You know, and like that kind of added to the uh, the the beauty of the game, right? It's sometimes the soccer gods were in your favor, sometimes they weren't, sometimes they hurt. You're going to talk about it for decades. Now, in today's game, it's you know they the the fourth official calls the calls the play to stop. They review it. They've already celebrated. Um, it's happened to us plenty of times and the goal gets pulled back right so for people i guess like who are you know i guess for people who really enjoy um the the trueness and like you know upholding the values of rules great like what a great system for you but <laughs> for me um man i just want to see it go back like I mean, let's let's talk about like the hand of God, Maradona, dude. If they had like, you know, and dude, we we've been they've been talking about that for decades, right? Like before I was born, my dad told me about it. All, all this stuff. If there was VAR, they would have just called it back, no goal, and and it wouldn't yeah, have. And it would have been perfectly the right thing to do. Yeah, it would have been the perfectly the right thing to do. And but it's like it, <laughs> it's such stapled in history, and I I just right. I hate to you know think that we might lose a moment like that um due to var i i it goes both ways man but anyways var dude eliminate it get it out i don't want it uh take it out behind the shed shoot it in the head and, and we're good yeah see i'm not so bad on var i, I think it can be better uh -huh. uh, they can they can loosen up on the outside thing a little bit uh they can figure out which body parts actually help you to run faster ahead and figure out that's to be the outside mm -hmm. uh but i like var because i don't because scoring is scoring to go is hard man it is hard, and you should not get an offside goal. And then, you know, it is hard. Like, I played soccer, I played forward, I played the – listen, I played it all, and I know how hard it is to mm -hmm. score. And that's why you see a lot of 1-0, zero, zero, zero. That's why you see 4-0 go, and everybody's like, whoa, they got beat down, because it's hard to score. Yeah. So I don't want anybody using their hand to score. I don't want anybody <laughs> being yeah. outside and getting to go. No. Cancel that shit out. Fix it. <laughs> VAR just needs to be cleaner and a little better. But the one rule that I want to see change is the red card rule. And Ooh. this, and, you know, I get a lot of, I, listen, I get knocked for this. All right. I think, rather than a team getting the red card and losing the player, they should have an option, such as give the other team a PK. Mm -hmm. So, Ooh. like, if if I'm playing for a star TFC and yeah. one of our guys slide tackle, cleats up, or whatever the case is, and it's a red card, doesn't matter if it's outside the box or inside the box, right? Yeah. We should have the option, especially outside the box, obviously. We should have the option to say, all right, ref, okay. How about we give him a PK so we can keep our players on and we don't get a red card? Damn. I'm not sure how many teams would turn that down. I don't know, man. I Think don't about know. it. How many teams, because we just talked about how hard it is to score a goal. And the mm -hmm. PK is not a short thing, but it's the closest thing to a short thing you're going to have. I... So, I like the logic behind it. If I'm a coach, Andy, I'm taking a PK. Keep the <laughs> players, I'm taking a PK. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, I, I, I like that. I, I like the thinking. I like the innovating. Uh, 
I I would I won't say I I don't want it until I see it. And I think uh I think it's a cool idea. I'd love to see that. You should do it petition right now, man. Get, you know, 10k signatures. We'll send it up the chain. Oh, please. FIFA won't do shit about that. Are you kidding me? Those guys up there, they're not doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got friends that hate me for talking about this. They're yeah. like, "No, you want to change everything. You're such an American." I'm like, "What?" You know, they're like, why do you want to change everything? There's nothing wrong with the rules. That is so dumb. (laughs) I'm like, no, change the rules, man. It's 2021. We can change things around a little bit. Yeah. You You know, know? so what the other option would be, you just, you don't take the PK and and you lose a player for the duration of the game. Do they still get that one ban match or one one match ban? Yeah. I mean, whatever the rule is, it can do that. Like, I think all that needs to be, you know, I'm okay with that. If, you know, if your offense, you know, gets you kicked off the game, you should serve a sentence such as miss three games, four games. Listen, a lot of these, a lot of these guys on TV are just reckless, man. Mm-hmm. They they commit some horrendous fouls that deserves like a prison sentence. You know, if you ask me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, if you've never seen a highlight of Pepe that played for Real Madrid from Portugal, go look him up, and you will see at least fifty fouls. That should that would have had him like in front of a firing squad, <laughs> but for whatever reason, this kid was never banned. I don't even know if he has a lot of red card, but it was so dirty. Just go look him up, yeah. and you know, I yeah. So yes, there's a lot of players out there that definitely should be serving uh, sometimes in in some <laughs> state pen for some of these fouls. I'm for it, man. Yeah, I'm for that. A little more harsh sentence to these guys, man. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, other than that, man, Hey, uh, it's, you know, I really enjoyed you coming on and, cool. uh, you know, having this conversation with me uh, and talk about Sorte FC and everything that's going on with Saco and your business out there. Cool. Uh, but before we go, go ahead and, um, uh, plug your website and your Twitter name and, you know, give the folks a little more something before we, uh, end the show. Cool. Cool. So yeah. Um, like I mentioned, um, organic growth at this point. Uh, we do have a website. It's uh, saltairefc.com. If you're curious on how to spell Saltair, it's just the word salt and air combined, fc.com. At saltairefc on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, just show up. Give us a follow. Say what's up. Um, just see how the the crowds engage. And, um, you know, I would also love to... Uh, I won't plug my business just because, like, I feel like my Utah market has it here, but... Um, I love to, so I, I follow soccer. I'm always tweeting about it too. So um, if you guys want to give me a follow on my personal social uh, websites, I'll just stick to Twitter because no one wants to see my Instagram, but it's at Andy Munoz. That's A-N-D-Y-M-U-N-O-Z uh, 48. Uh, always cool content interacting with the soccer crowd. So if there's any people who enjoy major league soccer, satire, um, if you're a Manchester, uh, like a United fan and you hate Manchester City fans, I'm a City fan. Come talk some crap. Uh, I'd love to make some more friends up on the East Coast. Uh, I, I think you guys are great and uh, you guys have a lot to say. So, uh, dude, thank you so much for the invitation on. Um, I had a lot of fun and uh, we'll have to, you know, pay back the favor and get you on the uh, RSL show. Um, Anytime. If, yeah, even if you're not an RSL fan, I mean, we'd love to. We'd love to just hear about, 
what it's like to be a supporter up in New York, um, you know, supporting the league at any level and, uh, you know, see, see what your, uh, culture is like out there. Absolutely, man. I'm a, I'm a soccer junkie. So anytime you guys need a, need a soccer tag, just hit me up and I'll be there and I'll bring a list of all the rules I want to see change. <laughs> that, that'd be a good episode, man. So again, <laughs> hey, I, I appreciate it, man. Um, appreciate the invite. And I uh, want to thank your listeners for uh, tuning in on this one. I know it's a little weird. We're talking fake soccer teams, but um, like it's all about. check it out. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely. Andy, thanks for rocking with us, man. I appreciate you, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Have a good night. Have a good night.